Informative. Educational. Objective. Inclusive. Comprehensive. This is Progress Report. Updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. Day and welcome to another episode of Progress Report. We're still in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're rocking the pink. That's right. Rocking the pink. We support the fight against breast cancer. Uh, trying to find a cure and everything else that goes along with it. I kind of, I kind of stumbled there because I know it's. I I think this month has been hard for a number of persons. We have. A lot of persons in our community are actually dealing with it head on right now, um, so it's it's something I I don't downplay, but it just hit home a little bit harder mm-hmm. as of late, um, and I think I think what we are about to discuss today, Anguillians at home and abroad um, would have an appreciation for it. Um, in our studios this afternoon, today. Uh, whenever you're listening, is Mrs. Jennifer Gums, uh, who, funny funny thing, we never had one person on this show that has one rule, that <laughs> wears one hat. Um, how many hats do you wear? A lot. See? <laughs> I'm not even joking, she wears a lot of hats. But we're going to touch on two things today. Um, one is uh, the Cancer, so- Cancer Society Breast Cancer Awareness, the activities that we're having there for sure. Um, but also we're going to touch on, on, on another very important issue. We had a little conversation off camera talking about the non-communicable diseases and where we're at health-wise, stemming from a conversation about me not eating fish because I got poison and our <laughs> diets and all these types of things. Also, we, we, we're going down that rabbit hole today. Yeah, we're going down that <laughs> rabbit hole today because she, she said something that's actually true, you know. Your food is your medicine, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. um, and I think we've gone away from that in a lot of a lot of ways. So, we'll get into this today. Yes. I am going to, of course, take my regular position because, like I tell our listeners all the time, this is Gleneva's show. Uh, my lovely co-host Gleneva Hodge. This is her show. Don't mind that I am sitting on this side, closest to the camera. <laughs> this is all about her. She's the one that, you know, keeps her ears to the grounds, let folks know. Let me know what folks are saying, who they want to hear from, and we thank you for that. Um, this is my little preamble, but we honestly thank you for that because a lot of folks now have an appreciation, a great appreciation for government, the different departments, what they do. They, they are now seeing how the many tentacles belong to the same octopus, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what we want. We want persons to have an understanding of how government functions, how it really works, what services are available, what solutions we are looking at, mm-hmm. and the impact people play. Because government, like I say, over and over, government isn't, is not, will never be the 11 elected persons that you vote for for election. They manage resources and they allocate resources. That's what they do. And it's from a lot them, more allocating and managing. It's a, just about the right because then you have you the know, PSs under them. You have the, the directors, the department heads. 
they they provide a bit of oversight but not too much because still the public service we learn from the deputy governor has an hr component which is the deputy governor himself and public admin mm -hmm. so let me not diminish the role of our elected <laughs> officials i'll just leave that there but it's it's bigger than them i think it's it's safe to say that everyone has a part and a role to play in how government functions right. and to ensure that government continues to function. And, and that's, again, is the, I, I think what I would like to bring out using this platform is to show that government is our entire entity, exactly. as you said. And so with that, mm -hmm. we move into the introduction of our guests, our mm -hmm. reintroduction, because Ivan, you, you did yeah. a little something I, a, there. I touched a little bit <laughs> and then I went down the rabbit hole. So we, we move <laughs> over and, you know, just want to say thank you, Mrs. Gomes, for being here and to just introduce yourself to our lovely listening audience. Okay, pleasant good day. My name is Mrs. Jennifer Gomes. I'm the Senior Health Educator in the Health Promotion Unit, Health Authority of Angola. So that's one hat. Mm -hmm. um, my next hat that I will speak about is I'm the president of the Angola Cancer Society. Okay. Hmm. Any other hats we might touch on today? No. Those sure. two, when we're dealing with breast cancer, those two. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So my first question, just even listening to that, I think we're going to start at the, the, the Cancer Society mm -hmm. and then walk our way over. Does the Angola Cancer Society only deal with breast cancer. You know, we're in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So does the Angular Cancer Society only focus on breast cancer? Or what is the scope of the Angular Cancer Society? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, the Angular Cancer Society looks at all cancers. Um, the reason why we find, um, we look at breast cancer is because among women in Angola, breast cancer is the leading cancer that affects our women. And prostate cancer, you would hear a lot about prostate cancer too because prostate cancer is a cancer that affects men. So being that those are the two main cancers, you'll find that there's a lot of um, talks surrounding those cancers. Okay. I remember some years back, um, I was a part of that walk that went from the gazebo in the valley to Anglic in the forest and back prostate. Uh, for prostate cancer. I mm -hmm. think I probably still have that shot somewhere. <laughs> um, how is it that year-round we don't see, well, at least for me, more of that stuff happening? I'll say why. Mm -hmm. um, I totally appreciate all the efforts from the, the Cancer Society and what they're doing, mm -hmm. but whenever the conversation comes up and people like to run on health as well and stuff, mm -hmm. I I personally want to see more walks and more things coming together because I think those things play a part. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, or is it that men just in general don't want to hear about this once a year because we're so scared to talk about it? What what what, uh -huh. what backlash um, <laughs> are, are little walls you'll find the men are put up? Because the women embrace breast cancer and they're going to be there for each other 24-7, 368. They ask and God for two more days, three more days, just to make sure that they're there for each other in case they need to cover something. But the men don't want to have this conversation about prostate cancer. Right. Also, too, I would say that when it comes to breast cancer, um, awareness and in the whole month you'll find that women is on the forefront go but men I think as you're saying men is a little late but because mm -hmm. we had um, walks 
prostate cancer walks in the past mm -hmm. where we had more women than yes. men. Yes. Okay? And um, only men get prostate. So I'm saying is that <laughs> even even when it comes to health, you will find that a woman um, would always go and check herself and mm. do things. But when a man tells you that he has to go to the doctor, be sure, he, he can't take the pain anymore. So, right. so it's a difference. Mm -hmm. And I, I think also, too, it is a way our system, because if, if I can put it this way, um, persons are in the, in the system when they're small, and you'll find that over the years, um, they leave the system and they come back. A woman comes back into the system when she becomes pregnant. Right. So you'll find that she has to come for a checkup and all these different things. But men, are, somewhere along the line, they're not in the system, so to speak. So basically, they only come into the system when they have to... Um, a problem? We have a problem. So it would be good in Angola if we have um, something like a men's clinic or a men's mm -hmm. health clinic or something um, along that line that men can know, you know, this is a clinic that deals with situations with men right. and something like that. Ah, mm -hmm. I actually yeah. like that. And mm -hmm. I think just kind of looking at what both of you said, mm -hmm. most times when you get a man going to the doctor, there's a woman behind him saying, yeah, you need to go. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I laugh and I, I apologize in advance if this discussion becomes a bit emotional. Mm -hmm. Because when we speak about prostate cancer, mm -hmm. um, I know and, and I, I appreciate, Ivan, that you say that you don't see it as often. Mm -hmm. But I do know that... You know, throughout the year, different organizations may hold some sort of discussions. It may not be widely advertised, um, but they may hold some discussions. I think sometime last month, the Anglican Church, they had, yes. they had something. And the only reason I know was because my dad was a speaker, because my dad is a prostate cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. And so, just even in speaking with him, the way that he speaks and the fact that there are a lot of other men who don't want to speak. Right. I, I, I don't know, and maybe Mrs. Gums can speak to um, the male psyche, or even you, Ivan, the male psyche around speaking about prostate cancer and what it is that... How does prostate cancer affect men? One, one the testing for the prostate cancer, mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. you know, rectal. Right, the digital rectal, and so what? You, you, the digital rectal. Okay, and also um, I must <laughs> back backtrack a little bit. I did <laughs> had your your um your father over the years on a radio program, and he was very vital in speaking. Okay. And I like what you said there because women will speak out, mm -hmm. but men it's very very hard for men to speak out, especially with prostate and everything like that. And also too, because over the years we, we even have found that some men don't even want persons to know that they had prostate because what happens is that the performance of men, as black men, they want to be seen as persons that can perform, and we're talking about sexually. Uh -huh. So sometimes too, the um, the whole aspect around prostate cancer um, is not something that some men wants to speak about, right? right? Mm -hmm. So I I think I, I hope I answered the question. Yes, I, I, I think so because that I know uh -huh. sort of stems. It's you know and I, I think you're right. Black men and they speak about their virility and they want to be seen in in this way and to be able to talk about that mm -hmm. um, somehow in their minds and the psyche it seems to diminish the idea of that. That and 
even the even just to get to the testing because you 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 kind of pause and you yeah. did a little when we spoke about how you're tested for prostate cancer. There are two tests. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I want you to speak a little bit about at what age men should start being tested, um, and how frequently they should, and whether or not there is any <laughs> um substance to the fear that they have in terms of what that testing looks like okay but i'll just go back a little bit and say also too when it comes to health education i remember i told you my role is a senior health educator which means that i carry out um, health education sessions within the health centers okay. so basically we, we address various topics prostate um whether it's high blood pressure diabetes mm. various topics but i also want to say that okay this is a digital rectal exam and the um, the blood test, the blood what we, call, we call the PSA. So it's easy for men to, to do the, the PSA, which is the blood exam. But why persons also need to do the digital rectal exam? Because when the, um, the doctor performs the digital rectal, which men normally call the finger, um, the, the doctor inserts the finger to, to touch the gland, we'll find that maybe the doctor can feel whether the, the gland is enlarged. So that's why that is important. And one of the things that I also encourage the men, I have se several sessions um, during the month of September, one of the things I encourage the men to, that usually when a woman is pregnant, she goes to a doctor, whether it's a male or female. She, she don't think about, you know, that fear. Um, when it comes to delivery, the, the main thing that the woman wants is that baby comes up. Right. Mm -hmm. A man <laughs> needs to realize that, if he feels comfortable going to a female doctor, go to a female doctor. If you feel comfortable going to a male, go to a male doctor. But the key thing is that you go and get those checks. We advocate that men 40 and above should get their, their digital rectal exam every year. Every year. And one of the things I'm being honest, sometimes I see men in the health centers and I have sessions with them. They're in the 50s and the 60s and they will tell you that they never ever once checked their um, PSA. So basically, uh, along that line, is, is saying that men are going down the wrong train. But, but I'll tell you something. And, mm -hmm. and we have a cultural, societal mm -hmm. problem mm -hmm. that we don't want to address. And it starts very young. You said earlier, men only go to the doctor when the pain gets real bad. And you, want, mm -hmm. you want me to tell you what's one of those contributing factors? Let a boy cry. Toughen up. Your little girl. Mm -hmm. So over the years, we just get real, real hard at grimacing. I, I, I got a joke for you. I just go to Dr. Gina, right, for physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And I think South Valley will probably hear me from not side of wherever she is when I go for therapy. Because I have, I, I do this a lot. I'm always typing. It ain't carpal tunnel. Mm -hmm. But I'm walking out now, so my tendons in my neck. She explains to me what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know how much, something as simple as that. My fingers, these two fingers here, tingle. And I get a little bit of tightness in here. Okay. It took me a month tingling to say, you know, even maybe you should stop tingling. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would go to her for my back and my neck, and I would not say anything about the tingling in my hand. Because I kind of know what she was going to do. Not, not that I'm a, a coward or anything. But I know she was going to do some acupuncture. And I don't know if you've ever had that done. Mm -hmm. 
But when she goes into the muscle and she touched that needle and this whole thing, listen, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. So, me fearing something as simple as that. Think about the rest. And, and men are conditioned, and I'll say this, and I, I think just to tie in when you spoke about women in delivery mm -hmm. and having to... Men are conditioned to think that women are built to take pain. Yes, you guys are. As if the... Your threshold is more. Our threshold is more. We're built, And so it's strange because I don't get the correlation between thinking that women are built to take pain, that we are built for pain. No, I, I didn't say built for pain. <laughs> no, but we must be built for pain if no, we are expected no. to deliver our child, Ivan. No, no, no. <laughs> so we must be built for pain. But I think you expect a woman to express that pain and that a man isn't supposed to express the pain that he's in. Listen, I think the problem is, at least in my stead, Okay. I know I does queen down Dr. Gina office. I oh, don't have don't, a high pain threshold. Oh, That's why don't, I don't have don't, pain. Oh, you don't want nobody to know that you scream it? No. Oh, okay. So, like, I, my appointment's <laughs> out. How if you believe? So, it's just her and Lisa would know that I, I, I can't take pain. I'm not even joking. Wow. I, want to, I want to jump then to the flip side. And, mm -hmm. and here's the reason. For prostate cancer, to check for prostate cancer, a digital rectal exam. That is, that is what's done. But to check for breast cancer, women undergo... Well, you have the self-check exams and you, you are expected to do those. Mm -hmm. But for diagnosis, we go to... And we do mammograms. Mm -hmm. And I am not yet of the... Am I, am I yet of the age? And I, I think yeah. we start there. Am I yet of the age where I should start <laughs> getting mammograms? Uh, I, I, I know we, we are supposed to do our self-check every month. But what age are women supposed to start with mammograms? Okay, we also advocate 40 and above. And now that you say that too, because women can do the self-breast um, exams and they can also do the clinical breast exams. And before I go, just remind me that I have some dates where we're going to be doing some clinical breast exams at the tree health centers that I want to share with the... You can tell us now oh, and again after. Yeah, and we can definitely ensure that we get that up on the yeah. screen for those who are going to view. Yes. Okay. Right. All right, so we have um, free clinical breast examinations on, at, on Friday the 21st, which is Friday this week. Uh -huh. On the 21st of October, we will have um, clinical breast examination at Central Polyclinic, which we call the Valley Clinic, and that will be starting at 10. Okay? okay. Western Polyclinic, located at South Hill, that will be on Monday the 24th of October, starting at 1 p.m. Um, on Tuesday 25th of October, that's at Welch's Clinic, located in Welch's, that would be starting at 10 a.m. Okay, so, and it's free, like you said. They're free. You make appointments mm -hmm. they're where? They're free, oh. and it's... Or you make appointments. Is it We're going to be doing walking. We're going to be doing on a first-come, first basis. Mm -hmm. Because that would be a void person saying, okay, I call, and you know. Right. So we want first-come, first-served um, basis, and they will be free. Okay. So and it will be done by a doctor. Okay, free, repeat those dates Free again. doctor appointment, first-come, first-served. Mm -hmm. Free, we are say free again. Free, because free. normally on this show, people come on this show to ask for money from the different government departments. <laughs> so they look in the camera, it actually free, pops up. Free. <laughs> so so let's that. so let's repeat let's repeat those dates again. Okay. Just 
so that persons so have them. Central Polyclinic, also known as, a lot of people know it as Valley Clinic, mm -hmm. that would be on Friday the 21st, starting at 10 a.m. Okay. Um, on Monday the 24th, that would be at Western Polyclinic, which a lot of persons know as South Hill, mm -hmm. and that would be starting at 1 p.m. Okay. On um, Tuesday, 25th of October, starting at 10 a.m., that would be at Welch's Polyclinic, located in Welch's. Okay. okay. Right. So every, everyone has an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Those living in the east, those, those living live in central, in mm -hmm. those living in the west. Right. So I I can definitely appreciate that because I, I one of the reasons I asked you to repeat was also so that our listeners can hear and so that I can also hear and kind of figure out in my schedule which day ah, which day I'll go because I think it it is important yeah. and what will be happening at the clinics those days what can you expect going in okay so what you can expect going in is the doctor would actually um, perform the breast examination because a lot of times persons um, self-check mm -hmm. but another thing is so even sometimes when persons self-check they can do it the wrong way because um, sometimes what I do is even when I have a health education sessions I teach persons how to check their breasts because sometimes when you go around the breast depending on how you go around the breast you can miss spots mm -hmm. all right so you do it yourself you're familiar with your breasts but it's also good for a, a health practitioner to actually do it to have a second opinion so to speak you know one okay. of the things you have that touched on here mm -hmm. is the fact that men can get breast cancer too. correct mm -hmm. yes men can get breast cancer too so how yes. can they do that self-check so they can do the same self-check like what women do they okay. self -check. And what are they know. checking for they're checking for any lumps. Any lumps that is there, that, that, and some persons actually have breasts that has lumps. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But you're actually checking for something that you, because if you're familiar with your breasts, you know that something wasn't there before, mm -hmm. or you realize, okay, this, I, you know that my lump is, my breast is lumpy, but this feels bigger mm -hmm. than before. Mm -hmm. Another thing is too that we um, tell persons to do is practice looking at yourself in the mirror okay. which means you look at your two breasts and then you would realize whether or not looking for any dimpling or or if you have any discharge coming from your nipple inverted nipples or anything anything that you know that wasn't there before um or you have the breast in your the the breast is like a peel of orange you know how mm. rough mm -hmm. it looks so you you look at all you you find any of those changes is um, some kind of concern. A lump doesn't mean that it's cancerous. I want persons to know because sometimes when people find a lump, uh, the first thing that they do is fear. Right. But it's always a sign that it said that you need to get it checked out. Okay, mm -hmm. totally. Okay? Yeah. okay, so we say we have self-check exams, you have the clinical... Clinical breast examination. And that's, that's the one that's, that's done, done by the doctor. By a doctor. Mm -hmm. And then we have the, mammogram. the dreaded mammogram. Why do you say dreaded? <laughs> And it's dreaded because anybody who's had a mammogram will tell you it's painful. It and I, I would like for Mrs. Gomes to sort of walk us through what right. that looks like. And I wanted to make the comparison between the finger, yes, and a versus a mammogram. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. For some persons, it is painful, and being honest, sometimes it is. I must admit, because basically, what it, it is that. Um, um, you have like two glass, um, but you have one on the top and one on the bottom. Mm. What the the um, technician actually does is bring the the breast between the two and it comes down uh -huh. and like a clamp, uh -huh. and then it releases. So sometimes when it clamps down, Ooh. you feel that pain. Mm. 
yeah and then it releases and then they do and it's not only one it has to do it on both so that's what um glennie was saying that it's a, a little more um how to say it could be on a little painful side more than for the men okay men i think <laughs> i think we don't want anything coming down and cramping anything <laughs> so it's probably not as mm. bad yeah, it's not as bad. It, it, not so bad. I, I've I've had it I've had it like in the mammogram, so, um, like a photocopier, mm -hmm. you know, when I mean, you have to lift up and you you close. Someone also mentioned it closes and then they have to rotate. Sometimes no. Okay, I had one, but in, in mine did not rotate. Yeah. Yeah. But also, do what you can do too is that if you I want to in, um, put this piece in here too, if you find that you have lumpy breasts too, what you can do is that when you do the mammogram you can also do a sonogram where mm -hmm. you know how they put on the, the liquid and yeah. the, mm -hmm. yes so basically most likely for something that maybe the, the mammogram did not pick up maybe the other examination maybe okay. can pick up uh, let, me, let me ask a question before we dig any deeper into this like how how can one avoid mm -hmm. breast cancer or prostate cancer or can you not avoid it i would not say that I will not go to the extreme to say avoid, but we use the word prevent. 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 Mm. And one of the things is that diet or diet, diet and exercise is key. Mm. Yes, a lot of times persons have a family history, mm. right? So basically, um, family history puts you at more risk right. for, for these diseases. Where right. you had a grandfather or father mm -hmm. or mother, those kind of things. It puts you at risk. But also, too, you, you, we need to realize that we all have the responsibility for our health. Okay. Um, one of the things too, if you look at the, the way that we eat versus um, years ago, because years ago they had prostate cancer years ago, because uh, one of the things I have learned over, because I, I don't only teach education, but I, I learn from other people. And all the persons would tell you that the men in those days, or all the people in those days used to call it stoppage of water. So mm -hmm. basically, they had a name for it, but they didn't know it was prostate. Mm -hmm. It's only that we, years after, they put a name to it. But they, they would say that the, 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 the gentleman had stoppage of water. So basically, the, the years ago, this was a problem. But you, we need to realize that when it comes to our health, we need to start eating healthy. Yes, some people say that um, I'm eating healthy is expensive. But the doctor bills is expensive too. So we need to be able to wear wear the cost because years ago we used, uh, most of our fruits used to be, um, I think y'all call them pumps, right? And Barbados we call them dunks. Mm -hmm. We y'all would call them um, guineas. We used to call them we call them Barbados ackees. Um, mm -hmm. The guavas, the um, we just call the golden apple, the gooseberries, and all these mm -hmm. different things. The I remember persons, yeah, cherries. So persons, you remember the vendors that come into the school in those days used to be um, persons selling those kind of stuff. I'm telling you, sugar apples, yeah. those kind mm -hmm. of things. I remember we call it the fat pour. I don't know. I think y'all have a different name for it. Co uh, cocoa plums. Right. So basically, those things you used oh, you to be that. eating. Yes. <laughs> Along those lines, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. But today is the the sweets. No, the no, no. Today is the pizza, the bro soda, mm -hmm. the busters. I I can say this every single time. I'm not. I, I think I, we mentioned this. Yes, we well, did. That probably play after, but yeah. <laughs> it's back back to it again. We touched mm -hmm. on it several times. Mm -hmm. It's some. I'm not trying to get in 
the way of anyone trying to make a dollar. Right. But this is why I appreciate the school feeding program Correct. that just started. Correct. You you go outside to pick up your children and it's 10, 15 bucks of pizza. Mm -hmm. Where cheese come from? Mm -hmm. Okay, milk, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I used to reason with a raster man a lot when I was in school in St. Thomas. Vince, shout out if you're listening to this program. And he constantly used to talk about the things that we put in our body mm -hmm. and the dairy products and, and, and the things like... Even the, the excessive eating of meat that's now processed totally differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pumped with all these steroids and these mm -hmm. hormones to come to, 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 to size, not mm -hmm. age, to come to size faster for market and those type of things. And like, how can your body process these things? I mean, God did an excellent job. He gave you a liver. He gave you this. He gave you that. And he's sovereign. He knows all things. But... I don't think we meant to process red dye fatty and all these things that we have our children consuming. Whatever happened, listen, even Kool-Aid I think is bad because I learned that the crystals sometimes don't think and they get trapped in your prostate and could lead to issues. We still, we still do Kool-Aid? I don't know if you do Kool-Aid anymore, <laughs> but I, I remember you could get like a real passion fruit juice, mm -hmm. you know, the homemade stuff. Life was simple. Life was excellent. Life was life was great. I I I, don't I think have to, I think I, we still do Kool Aid because those mm -hmm. busters and all those mm -hmm. things are still dying water. And mm -hmm. I would tell persons before you go and drink a buster and all those things, go and get two lime and with a little sugar and make lemonade. Because uh. at the end of the day, you I mean you would know how much sugar to put in. I'm not telling you to go and put mm -hmm. in a lot, but at the mm -hmm. end of the day, that's that more nutritious than getting the dye and the water. That's Another true. thing is too, one of the things that we need to realize that sugar feeds cancer. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, I mean, before, before we came on air, I was, I was telling you that one of the, the ladies from Angola, she was sharing her right. testimony some days ago um, about her experience in, in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And she was going back to when she, before she got diagnosed, she, was, she said that she was craving a lot of sweets. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. we need to realize that sugar... If you keep doing research all the time, it tells points back that sugar is very, very dangerous. And one of the things that we find that persons love a lot of sugar, even with us, I mean, we, we allow our children to make their own breakfast and tea and everything. How we know how much sugar they put in there? And yeah. children love to pour the sugar in. Yeah, you best so. believe that you hear it to the bottom of the bowl <laughs> when they make a complex. But you shouldn't be putting sugar no. in cornflakes, you know? You shouldn't be eating cornflakes, but that's a different story. <laughs> but I, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit. So yeah, can we go on to the no, no, actually, staying, staying there a little bit, but mm -hmm. then I'm going to go back. Do you think it's also cultural? And I'm, I'm going to ask that because I spent some time in some other Caribbean islands, in, in Barbados in particular. Oh, that's all you knew. And no, that's not. But <laughs> I noticed whether it was in whether I've been in Barbados, I've been in um, Saint Lucia. Uh, I I've heard about Grenada and how things are there. But the way that people speak about the availability of fruits um, and natural items in that, whereas here we import a lot of it, thus increasing the cost, thus putting it out of range. For persons and and yes, I can appreciate you either pay here or you pay there, um, but do you think it's also cultural the way how we have moved? A lot of times, uh, I'll say this at home. 
I get accused often where I'm told I cook American whereas my partner will cook very Caribbean so you don't have no provisions in your food no listen I, wow. I've, I've recently my, 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 my dad would be shaking <laughs> he will tell you you know I, I try to teach her but I'm, I'm not alone in Botania in Deshi no? in, <laughs> and, and that's so not to say, and that's, and no, but that's not to say that I didn't grow up in a household where right. those things were. I just didn't eat them. <laughs> no, I, I'm being very honest, yeah. and so that's why I'm asking about culture. Yeah, and culturally, we've been much more Americanized. Yes, where are you eating mm-hmm. the macaroni and cheese? Well, I ain't doing that. But <laughs> you're getting a white potato as uh-huh. opposed to this. No, I personally prefer sweet potato. Mm-hmm. But that's because I grew up with my grandmother pulling them out of the ground and going oh, out nice. and helping my grandmother pull those out. But the other stuff, no, it's more of a white potato than you get a dash in. My dad cooks soup. I scrape into the soup to make sure I ain't putting up on a 10 year but I want a white potato. <laughs> right? So I wanted to know how much culture um, influences where we are at. Because I think, we're speaking about cancers and we're hearing younger and younger persons getting cancer dying from cancer um you know still getting chills over because we have persons just within this year some very young persons persons in their 30s dying from cancer in Anguilla and we're saying that you don't start to do some of those mammograms and those other things until you are at the age of 40 but we're seeing those cancers become more prevalent in younger persons how much does our culture into that okay also too i want to um say this that um i've heard from several those persons that were diagnosed this year and one of the things that a younger person would also tell you is that with the self-examinations they have detected that something was wrong especially when it comes to the breast mm-hmm. um because with self-breast examination if you doing your monthly checks and most of the time we tell persons wait till your menstrual cycle is over and then you know maybe a week after whatever you, you check mm-hmm. your breast then you will realize also too when you detect that something is wrong because i can say as the president of the angular cancer society over the years we started in 2012 and over these years here i think um 2022 has been the year that i have seen much more younger persons being diagnosed with um, cancer and it, it is really sad because we're not only talking about breast we're talking about colon we're talking about different um, but you cancers know, you know they're going to blame the vaccine though no but this has not a thing to do with the vaccine I wanted you to make yeah, that yeah, clear no, because yeah. it just don't spring on you like that mm-hmm. Like, everything I've heard in the conversation thus far is you you had to be making checks. And from what I know, cancer is something that grows. Right. And from what I know, like Gleniva is saying, when you look at how we eat mm-hmm. again and how what we consume, mm-hmm. people think that sugar is just in the juices. The pizza dough, the sugar is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go, when you eat out a lot, when you eat on the road... It's in there. People eat, consume a lot of Chinese food. Right. What does the MSG have in? What like like? There's a lot of factors that go into right. how we have quickly gone to reducing the age that you should be honestly looking out and checking. Right, and also too, I feel that over the years, the 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 production of food 
the fast production of food has come to drastic measure with, with persons. May I ask a question so you can understand? Okay, food comes into Angola. Uh-huh. Is there um, a place where you can say, you know, <laughs> these foods are not good for you? We, everything that comes in here, we just eat. Thank you know, you. and another thing, if we don't check our labels, one of the things that we, we tell persons to do, go at the back of your every product and check your label. When we go into the supermarket, we just go and take up things and we walk yeah. out. We need to start reading our labels. If you see some of those juice juices, they will say, okay, let's draw a reference so you can understand. Okay, the little small Welch's juices that people buy for, for parties or children. Uh-huh. You know, at the back of that Welch's juice has 30-something grams of sugar. Yeah. That small little juice, you know. And then sometimes if you don't be careful, down below it says added sugar. So it, they, they give you the sugar on top and they say added sugar. So when sometimes you read the ingredients and you say sugar is the first ingredient, it means that that thing it make up of nearly all sugar. So yeah. we have to be very, very careful in, in the way that we eat because mm. sometimes we, all we're doing is, is pumping these, these things into our children. How many persons buy Welch's juices for their children. Nearly everybody that has and a party. And they can't be then too. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, that's the right size, them children mm-hmm. to drink this. Mm-hmm. But I think we kind of touched on something that I've been concerned about for a while. Mm-hmm. Food standards. And what is appropriate for consumption Correct. in Angola. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 and I, I, this may not be the right conversation, but it's here and it's yeah. on the table and we're going to speak about it. Okay. Are, are you sure? We, yes, we're going to speak about it because uh, a lot of our food is imported from the U.S. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. The majority of our food, no matter which yes. nationality mm-hmm. is selling that food, mm-hmm. the majority of our food is imported from the U.S. Through the U.S., I would say. I, I'll, I'll, I'll explain why I'm saying that. Uh-huh. There are a number of food items that are sold within the U.S. that will never, never ever be approved for, for consumption in the EU or the U.K. Correct. I agree. Will never. There's a, there's a particular item. I haven't seen it in a while, but there's a particular item. And Jemima's syrup. I'll tell you, because I'll make pancakes, right? You know, mm-hmm. you want a little syrup on your pancake. Mm-hmm. As opposed to some maple syrup and some or some honey. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, it says for export only. Mm. And to my mind, I go, why? Why is this item for export? It's made in the US, but why is it for export only? Is it not fit for consumption there? Is it for customs purposes? Because I know that there are some right. trade purposes and what's not. But I think we do need to take a deeper and a greater look at what we think is appropriate and deemed appropriate for consumption in Angola. I, I wholeheartedly support that. And and if I if I add I know exactly you were going that way with the mm-hmm. products from the U.S., mm-hmm. but what I've seen as of late is almost a, a, a parallel or an evening of the products from other places as well. Right now, you have persons... Not the, not the EU. Not the EU, for sure. I, I just want you to lay that okay, out there. Not the EU, for sure, <laughs> where there are standards, but I'm saying... <laughs> no, and I understand that mm-hmm. there are standards. There are strict standards. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying we have persons going to the store and shopping by sight. They never used to read before, but we can't read what's on the packaging now. No, because okay. it's too small. And sometimes if you look at the packaging, sometimes it has so much writing. 
It's something you don't even understand half the things that is, 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 is said there. And I think what I've understood is that it's in a different language. That Correct. Yeah, how, how are we allowing this? Mm-hmm. How yeah. are we allowing this? And I, I, I know you, 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 you've been asking. And at some point, we got to get customs. Um, customs here. Um, at some point where we get the Honorable Premier, uh, uh, Dr. Ellis Lorenzo, back, we ask about this from a health perspective. Correct. But you are absolutely and, and, right. And economic development. I know we have yes, yes. P.S. Chanel Peter Barrett. And uh, I'm divulging here a little bit because mm. Ivan would like to say that I met her in the streets. and you know. <laughs> But it, it really was about that bit that needs to come. And yeah. consumer protection is mm-hmm. one of those areas that yes. covers... This. So yes, because those people, are things that I hope that we can get into. Let me put on record: people think that when you're talking consumer protection, it's just about the price in the stores. No, no. there's a lot of no fake thing. products coming around here. Right. Mm-hmm. Fake Heineken, fake Hennessy. Things that you should not be drinking, right. especially when we're now speaking about health and our. But, but they're <laughs> drinking out there. And, and, and good and health. Also, also to uh, we need to realize that when even when persons talk about the beers and all those things, you need to go back to the basics and say what those things were made from. Mm-hmm. Those things were made from sugar cane. So mm-hmm. basically, it goes right back to to the basics. And we're not only talking about, about sugar cane, but we're talking about the dyes and the, and, and, mm-hmm. and the salt and everything. Yeah. Because our leading chronic disease is hypertension followed by diabetes. Right. And when you have all these complications on the body, you have problems. Right. Okay. Don't let me forget to mention the walk, the breast cancer walk, which will be on Friday. Friday the 21st. So maybe I can mention it now. Yes. Friday the 21st at 4 p.m. We're going to be starting at the gazebo in the valley. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be going to the D- Little Dicks roundabout and back. So ladies and gentlemen, that's tomorrow because this show is going to air on Thursday. You're yeah. listening to us on Thursday. Tomorrow? <laughs> Friday the 21st uh-huh. at 4 p.m. We're going to be starting at the gazebo. We're asking persons to come out in their pink. But if you want to rally among somebody that has... Um, prostate, whether it's colon or whatever, we're going to say support the cause and come out and we're going to be going, leaving that there at 4 p.m. We're going up to the Little Dicks roundabout and we're going to be coming back. Okay. Do, do you have a police escort? We don't need a police escort. People pay attention to the pink shirts. Yes. I just thinking because <laughs> that kind of come around there a little sharp. But persons, see, so not only the persons west. going on a walk will hear this, motorists will hear this and yes. they know to look out look out please look out because this is going to be a big walk yes I'm hoping so no I'm yes. telling you it's going to yes. be a big walk I, I wanted to get back a little bit to the breast cancer and you know we spoke about some of those contributing factors we spoke about diet we spoke a little bit about genetics and I wanted to get there um, I think it was a few years ago um, for persons who follow pop culture mm. um Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. she did a double mastectomy because she found that she had that um, gene. It's BRCA one and BRCA two. Bre- mm-hmm. Good. Is that something that we can test for here? I would be. I would be glad. I. I. I don't. Sh- I'm not sure, but I am. Um, I would be happy if it's something that we can do. I'm not sure if the insurance would cover it, mm-hmm. but. Um, she realized that she had a BRCA one and black BRCA two genes, and she realized that her mother had. Um, breast cancer so what she did is she decided to take off both of her breasts especially if you had children before because most likely that's what breast is there for to feed the baby if you already have children before and you realize that you have the gene you proceed in doing certain things like that 
Okay. Is is that something? Because I know that you know at the time that she did it, there was some backlash within the medical community, and some felt that it was a bit premature of her to do so. Um, do you think that persons need to necessarily take that drastic um, step, or is it that you see that okay, you are predisposed because you have the BRCA one, the BRCA two? That it just means that you need to check more often. Right. Okay, people have their own opinion, and I, I, I respect their own opinion. But to me personally, I, I agree with her. Okay. She had a gene, and she realized, okay, I have don't have my children or whatever, take them off. Because at the end of the day, as, as your body changes, anything can happen. I know of a lady even from here in, in Angola. Um, she came down with um, colon cancer. Um, it was at the early stage, and... She did the, the surgery, but when she went back the following year now, it has mutated, and it is sad. And another thing is, too, a lot of times when some persons uh, find a lump, they do a lumpectomy. Instead of doing the mastectomy and taking off the whole breast, and then what can happen, you know, it, it can come back and spread, and then sometimes one somewhat person may have and one breast, and now the other breast is a problem. This is just my view. If if you have both off, you don't have to worry about it. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just like how we spoke about, you know, men with the prostate and how that is linked to um, how they are seen and the virility. And mm -hmm. we, we do know that the breasts, yes, the breasts are most... The function of the breast is for breastfeeding and for having children. But there's still that societal aspect. Mm -hmm. Culture. And mm -hmm. cultural mm -hmm. aspect of what breasts mean mm -hmm. to women and women in society and to men. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you're being very, very honest about right, it. Right. Um, and so those discussions, it, it also plays in... I think that's a good segue. It also plays into your mental health Correct. and how you mm -hmm. deal with that. How do we deal with the mental health of our cancer survivors or cancer patients and their caretakers because I know that that takes a huge toll right. on persons. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we look at is not only for the support of the person who's actually going through the cancer but also for the relative because sometimes the relatives take it on even more mm -hmm. than um, the person who's actually going through it because a lot of times persons see cancer as a death sentence from the time you hear cancer that's one of the first things and, and, it, and it's it could be very frightening, you know, but one of the things too that over the years that we have been looking at too, and we need to pay a little more attention, I'm glad that you mentioned that, um, is that we need to look at persons because sometimes some of these persons have little children. I know about uh, a cancer survivor here in Angola. She was diagnosed after she had a little baby. Um, I know two persons here that was diagnosed with breast cancer after they had a little baby. So basically, you have to deal, you have the husband, you have the children, and you have a little baby, and you still have to deal with yourself. So sometimes it could be very, very detrimental in terms of how people cope and everything like that. So this is why I'm asking persons to even come out to the walk because it takes a whole village, the mm -hmm. whole culture, everybody together, working together. Because if persons know that, oh, let me just run a reference, even in a family, if a person is going through something and they know that they have the backing of their family, they feel more supportive. And this is why we need to realize we are just a knitted society. And that's why we need to realize that, look, you are not in this fight alone. We are in this fight with you together. And this is one of the things that we need to realize 
um, um, with cancers because one of the things we say cancer has no face, <coughs> right? True. And you can't always look at cancer can happen to somebody else and not you. It can That's happen true. to anybody. So this is one of the things that we in Angle Cancer Sisters support the cause. And we really want to thank those persons. If, if I start calling names, I know we're going to get in trouble. But I really want to thank all those persons over the years who have supported the Angular Cancer Society. Because it's a non-profit organization. All the funds that we use to um, over the years to help other persons, especially persons who are uninsured and unemployed. Mm-hmm. We have helped some persons who have insurance over the years but maybe not had enough money but most of the persons that we help are persons who are uninsured and unemployed and cancer can take a lot of money mm-hmm. so we want to tell persons over the, uh, those who have supported the Angola Cancer Society over the year big thank you because every cent has helped to help someone how do persons support the, can- mm-hmm. the Angola Cancer Society it's very very easy mm-hmm. just write us a check or um, um, ask us for the account we have two accounts at um, NCBA and you can put the money there. Okay, and corporate sponsors, if they feel mm-hmm. like some, they, they, you, you can donate any time of the year. Right, okay. right. And we have had some support over the years from, I'm not going to get in trouble, but we have had some support over the years from various entities, um, Scotia, um, Republic, not Republic, sorry. Um, First Caribbean. First Caribbean, mm-hmm. Anglic. Uh, se- several organizations have come to the cause, Alliance Insurance, you name it. A lot of persons has helped us over the years, and we really want to thank them because when we have um, pr- prostate cancer checks, that comes from the money. When we have mammograms, that come from the money. When we have pap smears, those things come from the money. So we're asking persons to support the cause because even when, remember, when we had the COVID and we had the shutdown, mm-hmm. when we had that um, health fear, there were so many persons who came up because a lot of persons were working in the hotel industry where they were no more, they weren't um, employed at that time. Yeah. And we were able to help them. At least they were able to say, you know, I had my checks for the year. Mm-hmm. So we really want to tell you that, you know, when you put money to, into the Angola Cancer Society, it's helping somebody who's really going through the, this situation. So let me ask you a question. One of the mm-hmm. things that we're going to run in, Capsuluca just opened, for example, Four Seasons Open. People are back to work in the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. A little sooner than before because we usually come in November but mm-hmm. this year is a little sooner mm-hmm. for those that can't break away to go and get these um, checks would you run something again in November to get the the um the what do you call it the clinical exams done okay one of the things that we have just done and thank you for saying that because um, I told you I more than one hat I just had a health fear for fourth season um, I think it was in July I had fourth okay. season and August, I had marijuana, okay. and we, and I just not too long did a health fear for Anglic. Okay, nice. So basically, we go wrong, and we can do. Mm-hmm. So long as you reach out to me, okay. I, uh, we organize it, and we do health fears for the various organizations. Okay. And that is that is great because I, I like where you went with that one because, you know, something may be happening, mm-hmm. and you may miss out, mm-hmm. and you don't want to necessarily wait till the following year to be able to mm-hmm. do because you might still be working at that time, but. You go to them. Yeah, we go we to meet them. you where mm-hmm. you are. And mm-hmm. I think that's important because mm-hmm. a lot of times persons say, I don't have the time to go. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to take off time from work. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we, we keep saying it, but I don't think it, it actually sinks in that health is wealth. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily realize it until 
you don't have it. Mm -hmm. it yeah. It's It's one of those things that, again, it take me even back to eating the healthy foods. When you tell persons, and I'm always mindful of this, you tell persons, you're going to pay one way or the other. Um, you don't know what to the doctor. Mm -hmm. But they're not thinking, if you don't have it, you're not thinking that far down the road about right. the doctor. You're thinking about the here and the now. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to find that balance and meet people where they are. And, and, and sorry, just with, in terms of the contribution to the cancer society, I'm listening to you and I'm listening and knowing that cancer has no face. And the one thing that came to mind when you say that is the person you're helping may very well be yourself. You, you, you don't know. That because the, the, the person, today you may be given, but you don't know that tomorrow you may be the one needing Correct. to be on that receiving end. So, yeah. Right. And we have helped a lot of persons over the years. And one of the things that I, I, I want to say, that's why I really want to say a big thank you. And we always say thank you because we have never said no to anyone. Wow. Those persons that we that came forward, we have always assisted them. And we have a area now with social development actually sends them to the society. But we always try to say, you know what, we will try to meet you at your need. How long has the Angola Cancer Society been around? Since 2012. So Since 2012. So 10, ten, so ten years. years. And you've never said no in 10 years? No. Wow, wow that's amazing. Helped someone. That's amazing. Yeah. Are there any... Um, fundraising activities that you have, maybe a calendar of activities that you do throughout the year that persons can say, okay, I can look out for this, so I know that this I have this opportunity to give at that point in time? Okay, persons can give at any time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for those last three years, I know a lot of people don't realize that COVID was so long, but for those last three years, we had social distancing and all those different mm -hmm. things. Right. But normally what we do is we start the year by um, looking at pap smears, um, because um, that is, um, what's called it, colorectal. Mm -hmm. So basically you, you have, um, we start with pap smears, then we go into February is um, World Cancer Day. So mm -hmm. when you look at all the cancers, and then afterwards that we, we go up, because we have a calendar of, of um, cancers. Mm -hmm. So basically maybe you might hear some promote more than some, mm. but there's a calendar of cancers, and then you'll find, um, I think colon is in um, March, though. Okay. But you'll find that you have the different um, cancers. So, But you'll find that because we have a lot um, going on for breast cancer month and prostate cancer month, then you will think that we it's just mm -hmm. those two that you were talking about. But it's, it's mostly all. Okay. I have... so. Just before we wrap up, and I know we're winding down, oh, and wow. Ivan, Ivan, I can see you itching. <laughs> um, but I know just by listening in, in the US, in particular in some of more developed countries, they deal a lot more with childhood cancers. Do we have high incidences of childhood cancers in Anguilla? Not, not that I'm aware of. I don't aware of. And also remember too with with and with Anguilla because we don't have a, what is called a cancer registry. That was one of the things that we have talked about for years, but it never um, came into fruition. Why? Where, we are so private. Mm, I think in, in Anguilla we have persons going to the private doctors. You have mm. persons going to outside. the government doctors, and some persons going outside. But there should be some way where you can capture those 
cancers because you don't need a name you right. just need because mm -hmm. basically after a while you can tell where you have if you have a cluster in certain mm -hmm. areas you know if you see okay like for instance um, from this registry you see you have six cancers in West End and it is the same kind that you realize and it's in the same area you can say well this is a cluster here we need to investigate what is going on or right. whatever but in Angola you don't have that so if we can have a cancer registry of some sort and, and this is one of the things that Angola Cancer Society have um, talked about over the years we had even went up to the ministry level but it never came into mm -hmm. fruition and this is something that because you don't only need to have a you don't even have to be just cancer you can have it as a chronic disease registry mm -hmm. when you look at uh, whether it's diabetes um, high blood pressure that makes so, much so sense. yes so you're looking at mm -hmm. all the various chronic diseases um, HIV you name all of them so at the end of the day you have a more um, how to say you can represent in terms of stats what mm -hmm. is really going on so you have because, a clearer picture right because a lot of times mm -hmm. in Angola you hear that okay we have an increase in cancers but you we can only tell from what is captured um, through the hospital right. because I, I can get that information in terms of the numbers what is captured um, through the hospital but that might not be the, the entire true registry or true picture Mm. And actually, that leads right into the second part that I was going to go into, which is you do hear that there are higher instances of cancer now. Mm -hmm. And and as you say, we, we, have, we don't have a true picture Correct. to be able to definitively see mm -hmm. that this is the case. Um, has there been any <laughs> study done? Granted that we are saying that we are seeing more, again, we, we can't be definitive with that. Mm -hmm. But granted that we are saying that we are seeing more and we do know that we are seeing them younger and younger. Has there been any sort of study commissioned into why this is happening? I think that would have to come from the ministry level and, and just maybe when y'all have another um, show, maybe saying that the Premier is the Minister of Health, maybe you can... Even from that level, because mm -hmm. being honest, these things that come seriously at talking about health, it has, it would have more fruit if it comes from that level, because then you go through the whole format in, in getting right. the study done. Because out there in society, you hear a lot of things. You hear um, it is the radiation, you hear it's the food, you hear this and hear that. Uh, we we have had several <laughs> meetings over the years, but I for, this is just my view. I personally believe that there needs to be some study done right. on what is really going on in Angola because actually right now you're seeing more and more younger persons, and to me that is alarming. It is extremely alarming, and I'm happy. To, I'm happy that you you went there because the reality is is that you don't see the seed grow; you just see the tree. Mm -hmm. you don't see how deep the roots run you just know the strength of it when you try to push it down mm -hmm. and I'm fearful that this little cancer tree that we are trying to prune so it doesn't grow mm -hmm. the roots are run a lot deeper and a lot stronger than we think mm -hmm. so I wholeheartedly support that that we need to look into it from the ministry level. It needs to be a national concern mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. um, because it shouldn't come to a point where we're, we're quote-unquote um, having to fight a, a pandemic, an endemic, mm -hmm. um, or whatever. Mm 
mm-hmm. makes you have that mm-hmm. that we come together and do it together. Mm-hmm. We we this is why I alluded to earlier, like you know, I would like to see the walks a bit more. I'm actually excited. I I go to the gym practically every morning with my cousin, and every morning we're going back home. He was like, "Ever you don't understand? I like to see this because there are people just walking the streets now. There are a lot more young men into cycling. There are a lot more women into shout out to Hillary, <laughs> shout out to Duke Queen, mm-hmm. shout out to those trainers. They have a lot of women now, extremely active. And I know these guys look at the food mm-hmm. component of it mm-hmm. as well. I, I think." I think we, we, we've gone away from even the play in school. I remember I used to run up and down. Children don't do that no more. They're walking around with their, with their spray gun bag and their phone. They're looking down at it all day. Whereas we were playing cricket, we were playing cricket, we were playing rounders. Everything. Everything. You were always moving. I know there's been movie about it. I know there's been all kind of things. I want to see a bit more of that happening. Because like you said, Yes, we have to look at our food, mm-hmm. but look at exercise. our activities and our, <laughs> how much we put into exercise. We, All our jobs we, now are sit down. Yeah, right. we have a very sedentary mm-hmm. lifestyle. Like right. you just, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, it, I think it's 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 something that we have to look into from the top down as well. Right. Like I remember, um, I know I'm probably jumping and stealing his thunder. He's ready to come back actually. Okay. The Honorable Paul Sick, um, uh, Mr. America Judson, he wants to roll out a plan. To get 10 million steps in Angola, like that'd be mm. great. Yeah, yeah, we want to get raise the number he wants everybody. So we just need a central mm-hmm. page where we collect all this data. Like, yes. this is what we need mm-hmm. to start doing. Mm-hmm. We can be number one in the Caribbean for health, yes, not just best beaches, not, not, not number not, tourism, and not bad health, good and health, not good health. Mm-hmm. Good health. because you could be number one for the bad <laughs> health. Thank you very much, Deniva. But we could be number one for the good health. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's let's make a consorted effort. To try to tackle this head on. Right. Let's start with the education. I want to see the PSHE classes. Mm-hmm. Start to talk about these things with the young. Do not look at me like that. Mm-hmm. Start to talk about these things with the young ladies. Start to the talk about these, these things with the young men. Mm-hmm. You understand? I think when the Bible spoke about children bringing children in the last days, people think it's an age thing. Mm-hmm. It's a mentality too. And a lot of us don't want to grow and get mature enough. To, these are the hard conversations right. that we should have. And I think we can have it, though, because we have a, a good set of persons where the men and women into health, as you say. And I must take this opportunity to say thank you to Hillroy mm-hmm. because um, last week I was away on a workshop, but he did call me up in relation to doing something for breast cancer because every year he wants to every do he has that passion. Mm-hmm. And he, he did the exercise session. So I say want to say mm-hmm. a big thank you. Uh-huh. So being honest, we have persons that can come on board do a, collab- a collaborative effort and we can really get some exercise and different things going in Angola. So let's, let's, I don't like to put things off, but we're in November, we have Breast Cancer Month. We in October. We, no, trust me, we're in November. <laughs> I, I so far into the late, next week is finished. We're in November, if you're yes, being honest. Yes, yes. Then, you know, people go out into Christmas, they're going to eat up the ham and all that type of but stuff. But next month is... is um, diabetes awareness. Okay, and I didn't. so we can still have, and I'm sure they normally have a walk. Well, in let's December. do let's do one next month. Let's do one December. Let's start fresh in January. Let's every single month. Let's do one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's just organize it. If it come, if it come with ten, if it start with ten, next month you have fifteen, twenty. Right. By summer you can have a thousand five hundred and thirty-six people because they're getting ready to go on the road to parade. <laughs> but yes. 
let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to carry this message back to the uh, Angola Cancer Society and maybe we can get other persons coming on board. Let's do it. I, 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 if you, if you I, I volunteer me for one more thing, if you volunteer me for one more thing. If Ivan is putting it out there, then Ivan is raising his hand because, you know, as we look at the time and as we wrap up, you know, I always want to say thanks, especially to our radio stations yes. that give us the additional time that oh, we, we take we take from you. Yeah. Um, Ivan is Ivan is clearly volunteering himself, and so let me say this: when, when wait, he volunteers, wait, let me say we, this. We wait, take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you can get that word in, but let me say this: I firmly believe <laughs> that the government information service should operate as such. Correct. Government information is not just what's happening or happening in government is supporting efforts and causes like these. Mm -hmm. The government Facebook page, just one platform, has 8,000 likes and about 1,000, 2,000 something more followers. That's about 10,000 people if you really look at the numbers. The engagement on the government page is extremely, extremely high. I went to the school today, right? Had a little situation to deal with. And there's a young man who has a TikTok I gotta shout him out now. You can go follow him. Give him a little plug. <laughs> His TikTok name is Can't Find Sean, but it find is a number one, right? That's what the children into. <laughs> this guy has a video, one TikTok video on his page that has 152,000 views. Wow. This guy is 13. Then you have persons like Derenique mm -hmm. who have thousands of followers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. there's avenues that's where it's going right now so we're even I'm not going to say this just here before Vaughn called me say Ivan what you doing <laughs> uh, but government is looking at the channels that we employ mm -hmm. to get information out mm -hmm. and yes the Cancer Society would have their page would have their resources and stuff but send but it over to government too and I will make sure you get this so there's see so, so Ivan Ivan does that yes <laughs> <laughs> so you know Again, we've we've exceeded our time. Over and over is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, I really just want to say a huge thank you, Mrs. Gomes, for being here. And you know, you your your role is dual. You did a bit of the cancer society, but there was also the educational aspect. And I think it's something and a lot that our viewers can take. Viewers and listeners can take in. Yes, definitely. We have some dates. Ivan, you'll get those dates up on the screen. Carvel, I am. Carvel, our engineer, producer. <laughs> we can, we can get those out that. there. But again, just to repeat, in case someone is just tuning in at the very end, Tell we have, let, let's, let's see if I remember correctly. We have uh -huh. Friday the 21st at 10 a.m. And that is at Central. Central Polyclinic, uh-huh. Monday 24th, October. And that is at the Western Polyclinic, also uh -huh. known as South Hill Clinic, uh -huh. at 1 p.m. And Welch's Polyclinic at Tuesday. Tuesday, right? The Tuesday, 25th. 25th at 10 a.m. Listen, I don't know, but I think you had a really, really excellent social right. studies. And teacher. also, don't forget the, the, <laughs> the breast cancer walk is on Friday, Friday. the 21st at 4, at 4 p.m. starting from the gazebo in the valley. We're going to be walking up to the Little Dicks Roundabout and back. We're asking everyone to come out and support Everybody. the walk. Come out your pink, your blue, cars. your orange, your every green, color. every color you want. Let's paint the town. Let's bring awareness. Mm -hmm. Let's do all part. 
you know what you should have done? You should have get a sponsor to like give two dollars for every person that walk or something like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, so we got plans. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been another excellent episode of Progress Report. We thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. But most importantly, we thank our guest, Mrs. Jennifer Gums. It has been my esteemed pleasure to have you thank in our you. studios oh, here. Our oh, esteemed pleasure <laughs> to have you in our studios here at uh, Progress Report. I know for a fact that you'll be back. There are some yeah. things we didn't touch on yet. And this is what happens at Progress Report. Leniva tell me go call people. I call them like I did today. And then she gotta tell you you're always welcome to come back because she won't get you here first. So the next one might be a little bit tougher, but <laughs> we'll make it work. All right, yes, so you're, you're going to be back. You. Yeah, thank you. Yes. You'll be back? Yes, Perfect. Everybody will be back. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in next time for another wonderful episode of Progress Report. Thank you. Thank you.